are listening to Kingdom Faith, where we talk about the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. We are doing week three of looking at spiritual gifts, and this week we're going to be looking at gifts of faith. I don't know about you, Ben, but these were probably the more difficult ones to kind of figure out how we were going to tackle. Yeah, these are these are kind of complicated because they are not the same kind of gifts. Other gifts are like ongoing gifts, and mm-hmm. what we'll talk about today is how these three gifts in particular are very momentary mm-hmm. and for a very specific purpose. Mm-hmm. And specifically, two of them in, in general. Mm-hmm. And those three gifts are miracles faith, and healings. Um, So we'll look at the first one here, uh, which will be the gift of miracles. And, you know, we see a lot of different places in the Bible, different miracles that happen. You know, you got in the Gospels where you see Jesus healing, you see him casting out demons, you see him, you know, you see in like the Old Testament where, you know, Moses at the Red Sea, you you see Joshua where he asked God to... uh, have the sun stand still and it stands still for a whole day um, those are really cool miracles mm-hmm. uh, that happen in the Bible and obviously there's tons and tons yeah. of miracles that happen but you know when I was looking at this I was trying to figure out what does this look like today because mm-hmm. it, it is slightly different yeah um, um, and we'll go we'll talk about a little bit why it is slightly different than maybe what it was back then to where we are now but um, you know the the gift of miracles you know can can a lot of times be also the gift of healing it also is incorporated with the gift of faith that's what's it's kind of different about you know this set of gifts is a lot of times they will work together yeah um, and like you said mo- a lot of times they'll be momentary it's whenever God wills it you know when 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 God wants to heal somebody maybe he'll use that gift of healing through somebody and you know enact his will mm-hmm. whatever his will is but the person with this gift understands that you know they're going to understand that there's going to be times where they're not going to be able to heal yeah. and we see that in the new testament you see the times where the disciples weren't able to heal they yeah. just and they asked jesus why can't we do this and jesus said sometimes you know you had to fast or you had to do some of this other stuff um, and but sometimes it's just not in God's will. Um, sometimes God has a bigger purpose in his in his mind on why uh, that person isn't going to be healed or a miracle is not going to happen. But miracles really is to to show the glory of God, mm-hmm. and especially in, in biblical times, it was all about advancing the gospel. You know, you see it so many different times in Acts where a big miracle would happen, and what would happen after that? Two thousand, three thousand. 4,000 people come to Christ. This was all for the furtherment of the gospel, and that doesn't change here today. When miracles do happen, that's what it's all about, the glory of God, showing the glory of God. But a lot of times the Holy Spirit, they're going, you know, it's going to give this gift. It's going to show the people around who God is, almost vindicating who God is, mm. showing that God is powerful, God is a miraculous God. Um, and like I said, he still does those things today. And a lot of times we can fall into a trap of saying, well, this stuff only happens back in biblical times. Yeah. Um, not in times of, you know, today when when we have doctors and some of those things. Yeah, there, there are a couple 
bigger concepts that we aren't going to touch on a whole lot, like the idea of common grace and common mm-hmm. faith. We have we have common grace when it comes to like doctors of medicine, yeah. and those are gifts from God, but they aren't miraculous healings. They're just something that we are given as a, on a day to day basis, and the unsaved, un uh, bibled, unchristian people also are given. But I think I think also is important to to note that the person with the gift of miracles will never be a person that claims the power. Mm-hmm. They're going to give the power over to God. And some of the moments I think of is towards the end of Acts where, you know, Paul washes up on the island and he gets bit by a snake. And all the the the, the people of the island are all, you know, he's a god, he, you know, look at, you know, this man, you know, he has to be how did he not die? And then but Paul gives the the glory over to God. And you see that in a lot of different other spots as well, but you know, they're going to be, honestly, a person with this gift has to be a person in prayer. Mm-hmm. They got to petition with God to know where these miracles can happen or, or be ready to be used. Yeah, that's, well, that's when, that's how they ask God to use the gift. And that's also the way in which God uses it. Mm-hmm. And they're never going to be discouraged when it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like I said, some things are just unknown. And that a lot of times is, is is what we can kind of conclude with some of these gifts is we just don't know, but a person with the gift of miracles, because God can use anybody, but a person with this gift, and when they're given this gift, understands the purpose of it. Mm. You know, the purpose of, of, like we said, bringing glory to God, showing, hopefully bringing whoever's watching the miracle, whoever sees the miracle, to a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's the overall goal. And we've seen that. I mean, when Jesus did his healings and the miracles that he did, it was to establish his authority on mm-hmm. earth as the Messiah. If we, th- if we look at John the Baptist, when he asked, are you really the Messiah? Jesus th- could have easily said, well, yeah, I am. I'm the Messiah. But what does he point John the Baptist to? Look at what I've done. Yeah, Look the, at the healing. Look, I've walk. healed the blind. I've healed yeah. the sick. You know, here's my credentials mm-hmm. in the miracles. And that's a lot of the times what these were for. And that's why maybe you see them more, in, you know, when Jesus was doing them, because it was to establish his authority. But that doesn't change when these happen. It also still establishes the authority and power of God. Yeah. And, and like what you were saying with the early church and establishing the church, one instance in Acts that I picked out was when Paul and Barnabas were going up against a, a person practicing witchcraft. They called him a sorcerer. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of competing with this guy to win over the faith of a, a, a government official, mm-hmm. someone in a position of authority. And so in Acts 13, 9 through 12, it says, Paul filled with the Holy Spirit, because again, this power comes through the Holy Spirit, through prayer and petition. Stared straight at the sorcerer. His name is Elimus, Elimaeus. I don't know how to say it, (laughs) but you figure it out. And said, you are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. You son of the devil, an enemy of all that is right. Won't you ever stop perverting the straight paths of the Lord? Now look, the Lord's hand is against you. You are going to be blind and will not see the sun for a time. And immediately a mist and darkness fell on him. And he went around 
seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then when he saw that, that what happened, the proconsul believed because he was astonished at the teaching of the Lord. So it's like what you were saying. This was an opportunity to win a government official for the kingdom in the early church. And so God granted them the power of this miracle of the opposite of healing, mm-hmm. of making someone go yeah. blind in order to establish authority and further the kingdom. And and that's kind of what separates it a little bit is that, you know, like I said, a lot of the times these three are going to definitely work together. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are miracles that would be, you know, not as looked at as healings like maybe casting out demons the splitting of the red sea um some of those things maybe in like today's world you would see you know maybe a a whole village won over for jesus that to me would be a miracle Mm -hmm. Um, something that is big and something that obviously shows the power of god that's a miracle Mm. Um, healings are very specific they're about healing a physical body um, and I could go as far as saying, obviously, healing a spiritual body, too. But um, in the way we're going to look at it, we're talking about physical healing. That's what this gift kind of does. But I think with miracles, the biggest thing, kind of what I always said, is that if I could just pinpoint one thing, is it's always going to point others to Jesus. Mm. Never to yourself. Never out of pride. So this is why, and the why I say that, over and over again is because in this in the world that we live in there's a lot of people claiming miracles claiming healings but it's only pointing to themselves it's very selfish um i would say you have to pay 1995 and three payments to get your blessing Mm -hmm. Um, that's not a biblical get your concept blessing in a bottle (laughs) yeah that the miracles that god performs point others to jesus christ um, it's not going to do anything but that. So we'll move on to the next one. Ben, can you tell us a little bit about the gift of faith? Yeah, your faith is a little difficult because it's not as manifest mm-hmm. as the gift of miracles and the gift of healing. It's not necessarily seeing something happen. And in some instances, it's seeing nothing happen and being okay with it. Yeah, Because with when you're looking at the spiritual gift of faith, It's the ability to trust in God without fear. And that doesn't come naturally. A lot of us can grow in our faith. And I think some some spiritual instances of when people have shown a a gift level of faith. One that was big to me was Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. They are getting tossed into this fiery furnace for not bowing down to the king. I think it might have been King Nebuchadnezzar. Mm -hmm. And And they tell him beforehand, hey, king, this might happen. And we might burn up, we might not, but no matter what's going to happen, we're not going to bow down to you because we trust in the Lord and we have faith in him. Mm -hmm. And through that, they were saved in the fiery furnace. The king saw a fourth person in there. Some people say that was an angel and some people say it was Jesus, regardless of who it was. Through their faith, we saw a miracle happen. Mm -hmm. So a miracle was taking place. They weren't necessarily performing that miracle. Their faith, their extreme level of faith to the point of death yeah. is why God saved them. Yeah, and, and I would say some you know examples of extreme level of faith is specifically that people willing to go to death mm-hmm. for that saving faith, but manifested in the faith that we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and a very outward faith because 
you know, we've talked about it beforehand, you know, it is different from that saving faith that we get, the, the faith that, that saves us that we read in, in Galatians and, and some of those uh, different spots. Yeah, that John three sixteen faith, mm-hmm. faith that Christ is the Savior of the world, which is super necessary. But it's not exactly what we're talking about in this moment. Yeah, I think if we want to go to, you know, the Bible to describe faith and only the simplest one is to go to the faith chapter, mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter 11, um, which I'll just read the first verse here. It says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance in what we do not see. I think, you know, there's a lot of different definitions of faith, um, but I think that specifically is the best definition. Assurance in what we do not see. Um, and things that are promised in the Bible, we hope for them and have assurance in them because we believe on what God has told us, mm-hmm. those promises that he said. Um, but the person with the gift of faith, I think, is you know someone who is rooted in their saving faith, that saving faith, but also that, tr- that trust that comes through a close relationship with the Savior. Yeah. And that's not to say that the people with the gift of faith don't also screw up some instances of if if you look at that hall of faith chapter hebrews 11 if you want a quick overview (laughs) if you want a quick overview of the old testament Mm -hmm. go read that because that mean that sums it all up Mm -hmm. and it shows you the things some of these people did but let's look at some of the things these people did and you look at abraham he had the faith to go on this incredible journey that god called him to but he did not have the faith to not lie about who his yeah. wife was and nearly get a whole nation, uh, had God's judgment poured out on his whole nation because he lied about who his wife was. Yeah, These gifts come and go. And that's an important piece, even the gift of faith. Yeah. And like like with all the gifts that we talked about, they, they definitely come and go. That's what we're trying to talk about, this gift of faith. When, when the Holy Spirit gives, that person just seems like they can trust anything in mm. God's hands. Like it doesn't even matter what it is, you know. They're gonna say, "Oh, I, I trust God." You know, He's gonna take care of it. Um, I think there can, you know, be a jealousy when it comes to a person with the gift of faith because we, we all long for that close relationship with God, even if we're not willing sometimes to put the work into it. Any believer wants a close relationship with God because there's blessings in it. Um, we know that a person with the gift of faith knows that their life is not going to be the greatest but they long for the close relationship with God. You know, Jesus, you know, says that if a person has the faith of the size of a mustard seed, you know, that they can move mountains. Mm. Um, And some people look at that verse literally, and some people look at it kind of uh, in the aspect that, you know, mountains in your life. Um, I don't think, honestly, that either one of those can be wrong. Um, I think that because we have a God that can perform miracles, can do healings, we have a God that can also move, you know, actual mountains, but also huge mountains and problems in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's kind of, when we're talking about the gift of faith, that verse always comes up. Most every time you're going to get someone who talks about this faith the size of a mustard seed. But this is so much bigger than that, too. It's honestly, if I could just put another word with it, it's trust. Yeah. It's trust to the point of peace, even in the face of adversity, even in the face of death. Uh, Also, another one that I wanted to point out would be uh, Joshua on the walls of Jericho. 
You know, God told Joshua, hey, this is what you're going to do. You're going to march around this city a bunch of times. You're going to blow a bunch of horns, and then the walls are going to fall down. And what if, I think it was that seventh day, and they marched around those walls, they blew those horns, mm-hmm. and the walls didn't fall down. They'd look like a bunch of fools. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he trusted in God, and God told him to do it. So that's how you know God is going to deliver him, because mm-hmm. he's gave him instructions, and he told him that it, it was going to be okay. And the person that has this gift can do extreme amounts in, in trusting God, like mm-hmm. walks, taking seven days and walking around a city. Most of us would do it maybe a day and then quit, but the person with the gift of faith will, will, will not quit um, when it comes to trusting what God has told him or to, told her to do. I think that's important with that gift. Yeah. And just to go back to the, some of the other points we were talking about, faith is almost like the, the gift of miracles and healing, but when those miracles and those healings aren't happening through you, it is faith that God is going to move a mountain or faith that God is going to take care of you, even though it might not be being performed through you specifically, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right, Phil, you want to move on to our last gift, which is the gift of healing? So I think this this gift here, here a lot of people just feel like it just doesn't really happen anymore. It's a weird one. Um, or a lot of people get very skeptical of this gift. I'm not sure why, um, only maybe because, like I said, we live in a world where there's a lot of frauds um, with, when it comes to this gift. Um, So we can get very skeptical of when God might have actually done a healing and a miracle right in front of us. Um, But I would say that the person with this gift has an extreme amount of compassion toward the sick. Yeah. Even if even if they can't they don't perform the healing on the person maybe they prayed for and petitioned for because God's got a greater you know plan for that person, um, they still have an extreme level of compassion for the sick. Um, and they're going to pray over that person regularly. They're not going to quit praying for healing. They're not going to quit praying for peace. All that stuff that comes when, when we pray for the sick and those things, um, a person with this gift is not going to quit. No matter how the outcome looks, they're going to keep trusting in God that he's going to establish his will in their life. No matter if it looks different, they're going to keep doing it. Mm. Um, that's a person with that gift because, like I said, it's going to probably work with the gift of faith. It's going to work with the gift of miracles. You know, they're going to, they're going to have this great faith, faith and trust that God can and will heal some people. Yeah, and and when He does or when He doesn't, they're still giving the glory to God. Yeah, and I could, and we could point right back to the the example you gave of gave us with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego when they said, it doesn't matter if our God saves us or not, we're still not going to do this. We're mm-hmm. still going to worship our God. Yeah. Um, and I think that is big, especially with the gift of healing. You know, there, there are going to be, there are people that are longing for the day in heaven when there's not going to be any pain, there's not going to be any suffering, when, when sin and, and evil is not you know, wrecking havoc on the world that we live in. They're awaiting that time with Jesus, you know, where there is no more sickness. Um, and I think, you know, those are people who really kind of show that. But, you know, I was trying to think, you know, how does this kind of look? Or or why don't, you know, we see healings like we did in the Bible? And sort of some stuff we've mentioned already, but um, it was all about 
the furtherment of the gospel. Some mm-hmm. of the things that we talked about with the gift of encouragement and some of those things, some of these things were heightened gifts for the time. Because of the immense amount of persecution that the church was going under, some of these gifts had to be heightened to the level um, to where they are now, where honestly, maybe, you know, it was completely the Holy Spirit working through a person and might have, you know, to a point of extreme levels, where some of the times we have to, not to say that these people weren't doing it either, but pray, petition, fast, to really put ourselves into it. Because we can fall in a place where we don't want to put our whole selves into it. Mm-hmm. That wasn't really the case so much for some of the disciples and some of that. Because they understood that God can do the healings and miracles because they saw it firsthand. That's why the gift of faith acts in all these. Because we need it because we don't see it. We don't see, you know, we didn't see Jesus heal the blind or the lame or... Or all the stuff that Jesus did. We read about it in the Bible. And we have faith that he can still do the same things. That he did in the Bible. That he did today. Because we understood that those things. Just because we didn't see them. Still establishes Jesus' authority. Mm-hmm. Jesus doesn't have to perform a sign for us. To know that he's our savior. Yeah. He's already done it. He doesn't have to come back. Every time that. You know we. We need someone healed or anything or something like that because we already know he has the he has the capability of doing it because he's the son of God. Yeah. Um, and I think the Bible makes it to so clear that we don't need another son. We don't need another Bible. We don't need anything else because it's right there. We can read about it. We can experience it through these gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us. But like we, like we said, this gift, you know, I think some of the things that we see. Um, that you're going to see more often and specifically when God wills it, the gift of healing, is like we were talking about, you know, they're going to be, you know, worried for the spiritual well-being of uh, God's people. They're going to be worried for the physical well-being of the people around them, the people that might be in other countries. They're really going to have this, this hope that if it is God's will to heal that person, that there's going to be an outcome from it. It's not just, you know, that, you know, they're going to be healed from their physical ailment or whatever it is because, you know, that itself is great, Mm -hmm. but that something would come from it. And the same thing why Jesus would heal the people and they would run off and they would be so excited, even when sometimes Jesus told them (laughs) not to. Keep quiet. uh, (laughs) Because the crowds were so crazy. Um but they did it anyways because they couldn't hold it in. Yeah. Sometimes I wish we could, we would just be overjoyed when we would see miracles and healings and not be so skeptical all the time. Um, it's okay to be skeptical to some point because this is how we evaluate false teachers, mm-hmm. false preachers. Um, it is always good to have a good biblical sound of what the Bible says of these things what does the gift of healing looks like what does the gift of miracles like we said if a person is prideful probably not going to get this gift of healing they're not going to get the gift of faith or miracles Um, and probably I would say most of all the other gifts Mm -hmm. um, unless God really just boom I got to heal this person and this person is available and I could go to the same thing that Paul talked about when the people were kind of saying, well, this person saying this or that. And Paul was like, well, it doesn't really matter because they're still getting Jesus' name out there. There's a balance to it for sure. Mm. Um, but with the gift of healing, I would say prayer 
honestly is your biggest weapon. Definitely. Again, that's the way that God is going to perform this gift. Mm -hmm. You're going to petition for somebody, and then you're going to watch God move in whatever way he does. And if it is not to heal, then you can testify that there must be a greater purpose for whoever has the sickness. Um, and if the person is healed, you have the testimony of God's authority and power on that person. Um, and I think both of those speak very highly of who our God is. Mm. Not just when someone is actually healed, but even when the person isn't. It still speaks to the goodness and faithfulness of our God. Um, even even in some harder situations, maybe when it's a close one, a close relationship with somebody like a mom or a dad or a child or something like that if a person that's rooted in faith can still push on even in mourning because you're gonna mourn yeah and the bible even says it and yeah, jesus mourned well, mm -hmm. i think with the gift of healing and what you were talking about earlier phil with christ establishing his kingdom go look at the resurrection of lazarus jesus went into because his friend had died and the first thing he did when he got there was he mourned. Mm -hmm. He mourned the death of his friend. And then to establish his authority and for the purpose of furthering God's kingdom, he raised him from the dead. He wasn't just doing that because he wanted his friend back. He had a plan and a goal, and he was establishing his authority. Mm -hmm. um, so, so Ben, with, with all these uh, gifts, the miracles, faith, the healing, so these, these gifts of faith here, why do you think they're always so interconnected? I would say they are so interconnected because faith is the root of them. Your faith is the root of all the gifts. It's the faith is the root of the Christian life. Yeah. But with these gifts in particular, if you don't have the faith that God is going to perform a miracle, if you don't have the faith that he's going to perform a healing or that he's going to take care of a situation, whether or not you act, then those things aren't going to happen. Mm -hmm. Or they might happen, because that was God's intended purpose anyway. Mm -hmm. But you won't be able to give that glory to God, because you weren't faithful. And the same way with you were saying with prayer. Prayer is the way that these gifts are work are worked, through prayer and petitioning and sometimes fasting. These gifts are worked in the same way as one another. And oftentimes they are performed at the same time you know any gift any healing is a miracle obviously i think a lot of people can fall into the trap that that god has a specific plan out and that that's never going to change so why pray about it why fast about it why not just go about my daily life if mm. god's already got this set um, plan in mind for someone to be healed or a miracle to happen or or something that needs faith or something like that um and I would always go back to the moment where, like we, like we were talking about earlier with Joshua and that sun standing still. That moment is said there in Joshua chapter 10 of a moment that God listened to a man. He listened to Joshua. When Joshua asked for the sun to stand still, God listened. God still listens to us. Mm hmm he hasn't stopped listening. When he, re when he heard the cries of the people in Israel, he sent somebody. He sent Moses. He, went, he came to him in a miracle, a burning yeah. bush. And he sent him because it says he heard the cries of his people. 
That doesn't change. God still hears the cry of his people. He still listens to his people when you pray. But I would say this also, and James says that when you ask God of something, you should not doubt because if you doubt, it's not going to happen. And that's paraphrased. I would encourage you to go read all of James because it has to do with a lot of those things. Um, when, and it, so when you ask for a miracle to happen, when you ask for a healing to happen, when you ask for whatever it is, never doubt who your God is. Mm. Never doubt that he's a God who still performs miracles, a God that still does healings. And I think when a person gets to experience these things, they're a person who just is a, they're just a person who understands who the God of the Bible is. Yeah. He's not just one God that we've kind of pictured in our mind. The God becomes whole. Um, and hopefully that you don't have to just experience one of these to know that. You can read his Bible and the Holy Spirit can attest to it. Because a lot of people might never experience healing. Mm-hmm. They might never experience a miracle to the height of maybe something in in the Gospels. Like a demon being cast out. Um, but I would say this, this is where I can kind of separate them a little bit. You can experience faith. You have the ability, even if you don't have the gift of faith, you have the ability to experience faith. How do we do that? Mm Self-discipline. We have the ability to start trusting God with little things, little things, praying more about things, praying more about the smaller things and, you know, trust him with the bigger things we have the ability to work out faith a lot of you know with healing and miracles sometimes they're just willed in um, and those are really cool to see but faith you have the ability to trust and have assurance in the things that you do not see yeah i think moses is a great example of someone who increased in faith over the course of his life when you see moses in the beginning he was petrified of going back to the Israelites after he murdered an Egyptian. Mm-hmm. He was petrified of speaking and of being the leader. So what does God do? He he appoints Aaron to be the mouthpiece because Moses honestly didn't have the faith that God would take care of the situation. But we see all these awesome ways that, that God used Moses and to the point that at the end of his life, God buried Moses because he loved him so much. Yeah. And we see that with Sarah, who wasn't sure about God conceiving a child for her. And that ends up happening, but not before she gave Abraham her maidservant to have a bunch yeah. of kids with. And that caused a bunch of issues. Mm-hmm. We see the same thing with Joseph. I mean, go read Hebrews 11, Hall of Faith. Yeah. Every person in that Hall of Faith also has an instance of where they struggled with their yeah. faith. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That happens. Um. So our weekly verse... Is Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, which says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. All right, well, that concludes our episode of Kingdom Faith for this week. We just want to be persistent in asking for you to share this episode with a friend, send it to someone, subscribe to our page if you listen in a place where you can, and just get involved interact send us an email we would really love to do a request episode or if we get enough questions to maybe do an episode where we just answer some of your direct questions that'd be awesome so as always leave us a request or a comment at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com and thank you for listening to kingdom faith